to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 98, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. <laughs> Film Convert and Filmic Pro bring Hollywood color science to your iPhone. Um, this is the focus of the conversation that we're going to have with one of the sponsors of the International Mobile Film Festival, Film Convert, and um, John Parker, actually, who is going to be speaking for Film Convert, and their partnership with Filmic Pro, who will be represented by uh, Elliot Fitzroy. Now, we're going to be speaking with them quite in detail about what this means for mobile filmmaking. Um, as you know or may know, Filmic uh, Pro is an app that has been used by Hollywood um, filmmakers. Uh, I don't even need to tell you their names, but I will. Uh, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh um, to create some pretty cool um, feature films. But also, uh, Film Convert is a software company that creates uh, film grain and color grading effects for um, different uh, filmmakers, not just mobile filmmakers. They've been our sponsor for the International Mobile Film Festival since 2017. And um, we're really grateful for, for them. Um, they were in one of our uh, John actually was in one of our uh, podcasts. I forgot which number it was, but I do mention it uh, during the podcast. If you want to go back and listen to uh, part of who John Parker is and and some details about Film Convert. But this particular podcast is pretty cool because what it's going to do is explain in detail this partnership that Film Convert and um, Filmic Pro have gone into, which uh, is using the Film Convert's um, uh, software called Cinematch to help you uh, with your films when you're shooting with either one or several different cameras uh, or different phones, even for multi-camera shoots. But I'll let them explain the details to that. Um, I do want to say that I, I want to congratulate the filmmakers that won the International Mobile Film Festival. Let me just rattle off the winners really quick. Um, the winner of the Mobile Feature Film Competition uh, is Jennifer Zhang with her film Sharon. The winners of the uh, Short Film Competition First prize went to Arthur McCabe for War is Not a Game. He is in Russia. Uh, the second prize went to Razi Uden, uh, A Train to Home, which was also featured as a community film, a community stories film. Um, he is in Pakistan. And Ben Treston took his third prize with his film, Shifted, and he's in the UK. Uh, Jennifer and her film, Sh- and Sharon, Jennifer Zhang, uh, she's in L.A. So uh, I want to say congratulations again to all of you. 
we hope to see you again for the 2022 edition of the International Mobile Film Festival, which, by the way, opens submissions on June 19th of this year. So you can get started. You can have some fun during the summer and start making your next films for the International Mobile Film Festival. You can go to our website and find out details and um, the deadlines for each competition. But they usually happen close to the end of the year between October and November um, of this year. So if you guys are all ready to listen to John Parker and Elliot Fitzroy, let's go talk to them now. guys, I promised you that I had two wonderful guests, and here they are. I've got Film Convert, and I've got Filmic Pro right here for you. So representing each one of these is John Parker and Elliot Fitzroy. Uh, Elliot is in Australia, and John is in New Zealand. And wherever you are, Get ready because we're going to go for a journey into the partnership that Filmic Pro and uh, Film Convert have taken together for your benefit so that you can make amazing films and tell wonderful stories. So let's start with you, John. Say hello. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, thanks very much for having us on the podcast. We're really, um, we're thrilled to be here. We're really excited to be a sponsor of the Mobile Film Festival for uh, many years now. And um, we're just, um, we've been keeping our tabs on the mobile filmmaking spa um, space for years and um, working um, over the years with Filmic Pro. And we finally have some really big announcements um, to, when a product um, that we think is really going to change the way that mobile filmmakers approach both their cinematography and their post-production that's going to help them take their films to the next level. Hey, uh, Elliot, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit here really quick? Thanks, Susie. My name's Elliot. I'm the product manager for Filmic Pro, and I'm also a filmmaker. And I'm as excited as John is uh, to talk about some of the cool new stuff that will, uh, I think, be a, a huge benefit to independent filmmakers um, shooting on mobile. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Now, um, Elliot, Filmic Pro has been around for many years. Uh, you are one of our friends as pioneers. We've sort of grown up together, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, um, Ten years now, <laughs> Filmic Pro has been on the App Store and slightly less on the Google Play Store. But, yeah, it's a... It's great to be on the show. You guys, with you. um, you guys, uh, you know, I I kind of forgot about that because you guys have just been moving along so rapidly, um, you know, with both the iOS and the Android. 
uh, format. But you guys went Android, was it 2015 or, or 2016 or something like that? Yeah, that sounds about right. I wasn't with the company then and I wasn't shooting Android, so I can't quite remember the first um, year that went on the market, but that sounds about right. Yeah, and I think it was, it was you know, people were begging for it uh, for a long time. And it was great when that came along um, as well. Although I think that a lot of the Hollywood style, uh, you know, more well-known filmmakers are using iPhones um, because, you know, Apple does have that creative, um, I don't know what to call it, lean, you know, that, that they have. You know, when I tell people, John, you're going to kill me for this probably, uh, but because um, I know, I think you work also out of PCs, right? Yeah, we're oh, we're across both uh, Film Convert and uh, Cinematch are both uh, Mac and Windows. Yeah, well, um, I used to uh, hang out at the Apple Store, playing with their toys and things like that all the time. And uh, people would, you know, say, "I don't know if I want to get a PC or an or an Apple uh, or a Mac," and I would say. Well, let me ask you, what is your passion? Is your passion leaning towards creativity or more on the, you know, business administration part? And they're like, oh, that's a good question. And they'd say, you know, more towards creative. And I'd say, oh, then you, you got to get an Apple. You got to <laughs> get a Mac. You can still do the business stuff with it, but you're going to want the Mac because that's, you know, unless you're gaming, uh, creating games, I should say. Um, so anyways, I don't mean to get, uh, go all out there on that, but go ahead, John, and explain to our listeners, guys, this is the cool thing about having these guys together. You guys are partnering up and I want you to share, John, share with our listeners why you're partnering up and what they're going to be able to get out of that. Sure. So um, Film Convert, for those who don't know, um, we make uh, tools for filmmakers, specifically editors and color graders. So the post-production stage of your process, after you've shot your film, you bring it into um, whether it's Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere Pro or DaVinci Resolve. And when you're going to color grade your film, we make tools to help that process much faster and easier. So Film Convert will take your camera footage from just about any camera you can name and make it look like it was shot on celluloid film, like Kodak, Fujifilm, for a really kind of classic cinematic film look. And um, we've been around for 10 years. We've been doing this with a whole range of cameras. Um, you can, from Sony, Blackmagic, Canon, basically all the popular um, from high-end digital cinema cameras like the Arri-LX and the Reds, all the way down to your um, mirrorless cameras, DSLRs, and even um, GoPros and drones uh, we now support. And we've been obviously been keeping an eye on the mobile filmmaking space because we've uh, seen that this is obviously a huge area of growth. More and more people are entering um, this uh, realm wanting to tell stories. And smartphones really enable a far more intimate and flexible and just unorthodox mode of filmmaking. It's not, there's things you can do with a smartphone that you just can't do even with a small mirrorless camera. You can't tape it to the ceiling or you can't kind of smuggle it into a mall to get um, shots like that. So we always knew that um, the smartphone filmmaking space was a great place. We wanted to be able to provide our tools for those filmmakers as well. 
And what we've been waiting for and what's happening now is that the technical capabilities of the phones are catching up with the creative potential of the filmmakers. So we worked, reached out to Filmic Pro back in 2017 to start because we saw, hey, here's a professional cinematography app now. You don't have to rely on the built-in um, camera app that gives you no controls. This was a tool designed for filmmakers. So we reached out to Filmic Pro and said, hey, we want to start, we want to get exposure. We want to um, kind of find out what's the world of mobile filmmaking like. And um, we've met up with the team several times. We've had a whole bunch of discussions, talked about kind of technical issues and as we've added support for the iPhone XS and XR and uh, the iPhone 7 um, um, and particular with profile support for Filmic Pro's um, log modes and their flat and their standard camera modes. This is why we always recommend um, any filmmaker, if you're shooting on mobile phone, use Filmic Pro. It's just, it's hands down the best cinematography app out there for mobile. It gives you all the professional control you need to really take creative intent uh, author control over your images. Um, so that was the um, beginning of our relationship. We, what we've come up with recently is what we think is basically a, a next development in the stage in mobile um, uh, color grading, which is a tool that will take your iPhone footage and make it look like it was shot on a Hollywood cinema camera um, in terms of the color reproduction and the tone, the kind of contrast curve you get from high-end digital cinema cameras like the Arri Alexa or the Red Heliums and Geminis, the ones which are the Marvel movies are shot on and every Oscar winner. We've developed technology which will allow you to emulate the look of that, those cameras on your mobile phone footage with using Filmic Pro's Log V3. So you can basically use the same camera that was used for, say, shooting Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. uh, to shoot any any film that you want that you used um, that you have an iPhone 12 for, right? That's basically the promise. And Elliot's actually um, he um, took the uh, preview version of the software out um, and did some camera tests uh, for himself. And um, maybe you want to talk a little bit, Elliot, about the results that you were getting. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about Cinematch, which is just insanely cool, I think it's mainly due to uh, 10-bit video with the 12 series, which is why this supports for the 12 series iPhones only, because they support Log V3, which is a really nice log profile in 10-bit um, that has beautiful gradation, huge number of colors, and really, really nice dynamic range. So Cinematch lets you do two things which are incredibly exciting. The first is exactly what John's been alluding to. You can take your iPhone 12 footage and say, I want to match it to Blackmagic's film or REC log or another log profile. And then you can quickly normalize it so it looks great in Rec. 709. And you have instantly turned your iPhone into a seriously viable B camera that you could drop in a production with any other camera, whether it's from Ari, Red, Sony, Fujifilm, and so on. That's Elliot. Yeah. Really quick, what is the log format? So log just stands for logarithmic, and when you look at it, it's not just the milky uh, white flat image with no color in it. It's the curve that is applied to video that's going to give you the greatest dynamic range and the best starting point in post 
when you want to grade that and normalize it. So it's really designed, um, especially in Filmic Pro's case, to protect your highlights and shift your shadow de detail towards the mid so that we encode that and we preserve that dynamic range. And really it's designed to give filmmakers and especially colorists the most flexibility in post to work with that footage instead of delivering a hyper-saturated and very contrasty image out of the camera. Is that a little bit in comparison to what for photographers, um, raw the raw format? Um, yes for and no. For post-processing or anything like that? I mean, you shoot raw because you want as much detail off the sensor as possible. Uh, log is not a raw format um, on mobile. On iPhone, it's still H.264, HGVC, compressed video. So you can't say it's the equivalent to a raw format, but the idea is the same. I'm trying to make it, yeah, I'm exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do so that for some of our listeners who are completely lost on what, what that means to have something to lean on to give them a perspective. Yeah, really, we are trying to give them the most information possible to work with in post. So that gives them the most freedom possible to arrive at the look that they need for their film. Mm. Yeah, more control. That's right. Um, yeah, so, so go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought for some listeners who are just used to shooting um, on their native cameras, they might want to know exactly what that is. Sure. So... The, the, the first thing we were just talking about is camera matching. You can quickly drop the iPhone into any pro production and in a few clicks with Cinematch, convert Filmic's log profile to the log profile of another camera. And from there, you can quickly normalize it to Rec. 709 or color grade it further. But the other thing that really blew me away with Cinematch is because I personally don't have a red camera and I don't have an ARRI or anything fancy. So the whole multicam thing is great for professional crews. But for me, it's sort of academic. It is cool, but not something I could do. But the other thing you can do with Cinematch is you can take your iPhone footage and you can say, well, actually, I'd be really interested to see what ARRI's color science or red's color science or Fuji films would look like on my iPhone footage. So you can, instead of just matching it to another camera in a production, actually change your filmic log V footage so that it looks like log out of an Ari cinema camera or a black magic. And then beyond that, you can take the LUTs that are made for those sort of profiles for black magic, for example, and you can instantly start using them with your smartphone or iPhone 12 series footage which is really amazing and opens up all sorts of creative possibilities. We're going to share a link to a video that talks about that so, so our listeners can actually see it, um, you know, about the process that you were just explaining. But that's really, really exciting. Uh, John, how do you, you know, just from taking to the process that, um, that Elliot was just talking about, uh, just kind of continue on that pro on that process from uh, from the film convert side. So yeah, um, when you bring your um, log footage that you shot with Filmic Log Pro and the um, Log V3 Pro into your edit, um, you'll see a kind of a very um, low contrast kind of um, 
image. And it looks that way because there's all this, basically the dynamic range of potential is ready to be used by the colorist to kind of um, bring their uh, image to life. Um, and the first thing you can do with um, CineMatch is you'll add it onto as an effect um, on the clip in your timeline. And you simply tell you tell the plugin what you shot in. So you'll nominate, I shot on the iPhone 12, Filmic Pro Log V3. Uh, and then you simply, there's a target. Um, you say, what do I want this my footage to look like? Do I want to emulate Harry Log C? Or if you were matching to another ACAM in your production, you'll choose um, whatever that target is. The conversion will happen in real time. You'll be able to scrub back and forth on your clips. You'll see the um, color change. And from there, um, it's you um, can drop on whatever other color grade you like. If there's a show LUT that you've developed for your show that's designed for a particular camera, you can drop that onto your footage, and it'll behave exactly as though you'd shot on that camera on, on that camera instead of your iPhone. So it really um, it's unlocks the creative potential of the iPhone um, enormously. You're not baked into this um, kind of uh, very kind of smartphone traditional, very hypersaturated. Um, very kind of blown out kind of um, look that um, phones, maybe um, traditionally people think of images from phones and they think of very kind of imagine beach scenes where the skies are just kind of completely blown out and um, very white. Um, this allows you to use film-like color grading um, curves to get much more cinematic images out of your um, mobile phone footage. And we really think there's kind of two real use cases for this. There's the, if you're solely a mobile filmmaker, so you're shooting all your projects on your phone, then this is a great way of basically giving your phone a color science upgrade. You're using, you're utilizing this Hollywood color science which has been developed by um, big companies and is um, re universally recognized for producing beautiful images. And you can take that and apply that to your footage um, and just give, may give your phone, your films, higher production quality. It just, it'll look like a million dollars. Um, the second use case is for where if you're shooting a documentary or corporate video or things where you might have an ACAM, say a Canon C300 or a Blackmagic Pocket 4K, and that'll be your ACAM. You're shooting your kind of interviews, all your kind of main footage on that. If you're a producer or if you have an assistant camera person or somebody on hand who has an iPhone, you can send that person out with their phone and say, go get some interesting B-roll, go get an extra angle for this shot or go um, something amazing happens in the background and the main camera person can't react. But if you have your phone, you can shoot that and incorporate that footage into your main timeline completely seamlessly. It'll look like it belongs there as part of the rest of the film. It won't look like a smartphone image. It'll just look like it was shot on your um, principal ACAM, which, so this adds, if you're, if, if you're very edited uh, films, you know, editors love options. They love coverage. They like having extra cutaways that the more material you can give them, the better they can kind of craft their story. So this is enabling mobile filmmakers or about people who have an iPhone in their pocket you can add that second camera or a third camera angle um, to really enhance the value of your productions and still know that visually that those shots are going to emerge in seamlessly to the rest of your film. Well, like uh, for B-roll, for example, when you have, I mean, now let's think internationally where you have different people shooting with Androids and iPhones and, and what have you in different countries and things like that. And when you go into editing, 
you've got to deal with the differences and the look for all of these um, all of these different um, phones because there's a there's a difference between the look of an Android, the, the difference between an iPhone, and even different um, you know the iPhone six compared to the iPhone ten or the twelve or whatever, right? Um, and all those things, so you can bring them into into a Cinematch and Film Convert, and you can make these sort of match each other a little more seamlessly to bring more of a general, consistent look to your film. Am I correct? That's exactly right. Yep, that's the potential. Um, what we have to do is our process of profiling and creating these camera profiles. Um, it's customized to each sensor, um, so. Uh, the like you said, the iPhone 6 well actually does have a different color reproduction than the iPhone 12, and it's not just in software. It's because the capabilities of that sensor are different. So for each every time we profile a phone, we actually need to get our hands on the phone. We shoot it in our propri proprietary test suite. We capture all the data, and that's what allows us to create these transforms. So for the um, for the iPhone 12, this the iPhone 12 profile and the filmic log view pro log v3 profile is tailored to that specific phone what we'd like to do is continue if we see uh, that there's a lot of uptake and there's more mobile filmmakers who are willing to do this we'll add we can add more support phones we can add the android devices the samsung's the um any others that are out there uh, i think the good thing about the filmic log v3 is that with the log again you're capturing more data, you're getting more dynamic range, which just gives you more flexibility in post to be able to um, grade and match those images. So it's um, certainly um, de definitely possible and on the roadmap for us. So this is a call out to our listeners who are maybe using some Android phones to get in touch yeah. <laughs> with John, uh, for sure. I mean, we've got, you know, our in our film festival, we've got filmmakers that are using any, uh, you know, is any phone. I mean, there are some that I have to go and look up sometimes because they're not just an Android phone that I'm even, that I can even recognize, uh, from the name, you know, and I have to make sure it's a mobile phone. Um, but that's the, that's the beauty in all this, you know, in a documentary, you expect that, but if let's talk about people collaborating together and, um, they're all using Filmic Pro, uh, whether they're using it on a on a 6s or a 12 uh, John I mean Elliot is that a possibility to 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 do that is that something that you advise people I mean I imagine you would uh, to use filmic pro and then bring it in and to get something more uh, that looks a little more seamless you know that you know aesthetically matches each other even if it's not perfect that it'll help with the storyline, right? So that people aren't interrupted going, well, what's going on there? What's what's with that? You know, that it looks too different. Yes, certainly. I mean, for any production that's being shot on multiple cameras, you want them to uh, be part of the same world. Shooting log is one way to do that because you have a much more neutral starting point to build your finished look. So that can be done across the uh, iPhone 6S and up with Filmic Log V2 and Log V3 on the um, 12 series devices. But um, if you're wanting to unify those cameras using Cinematch or Film Convert Nitrate, that's where you need the specific camera profiles that John was just talking about, because that is a true science. I've been into the, uh, the Film Convert office and got a peek at their lab, 
And it really is amazing how they create those profiles. I wish I could say I understood everything that went into it, but it's too complex for me. But um, yeah, it's really amazing what they're able to do uh, when it comes to profiling one of those cameras so that you get that um, incredible results either with Film Convert Nitrate or with Cinematch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if John can go into any more detail or if you'd be interested in what they go through to profile a camera, but I at least find it really fascinating. Oh, well then, if you find it fascinating, I'm sure we've got some listeners out there that would love to hear a little bit about that. John? Yeah, so it's a proprietary um, process we developed. There's basically nobody else in the world who has the kind of camera library of data that we have at this point. We've been doing this for 10 years. We started out by um, the first uh, camera we profiled was the Canon 5D Mark II um, back, and that was kind of the start of the DSLR revolution when independent filmmakers suddenly were had these tools they could make really kind of um, beautiful cinematic images with. Um, so we've uh, kind of extended and developed. We have a whole range of charts, um, uh, color charts um, are specially formulated, specially printed um, uh, pieces of uh, material that reflect color, val very consistent known color values under lights. So we bring each camera in, we shoot these uh, charts under um, set lighting conditions, and we do that for every single camera so that we know the Canon 5D Mark II reproduces this hue of red at this particular way every single time. And we know how the iPhone 12 reproduces that exact same color. So then we can create this exact, very um, accurate transform between those two reds so that when the iPhone sees that color red in the real world, we know, ah, if you wanted to transform that, this is how that color would be reproduced. Um, there's a whole bunch more math behind it, which um, is far beyond me. Um, and, but um, this, what the results are, are that um, you can actually really accurately transform um, colors between cameras to emulate the look and the characteristic of that um, camera system very accurately. How does the difference between uh, night and day affect this? Uh, it really comes down to, again, um, none of the, all of the... Um, color grading the world is never going to save your footage if it wasn't shot well to begin with. Um, and this is obviously where um, tools like Filmic Pro really um, help because they give you the ability to kind of control and author your images. Um, you need to expose properly. You need to have enough light on your subject that things aren't drowning in darkness. Um, you need to expose for the conditions and you need to be able to set a correct white balance and lock that in. So if it's daylight, make sure that you've taken a white card that you're white balancing your your footage and then or white balancing your camera for the shot and then locking that in so it doesn't change. Um, these are that we um, we take that into account when we profile the cameras. We know um, what's the white balance of the scene and the colors that we're shooting are. So as long as you follow best shooting practices, then Cinematch and Film Convert are going to work really well to transform um, your look. And that replies equally day or night. Um, those are the, the principles of cinematography are the same. You've got to expose for your subjects and white balance for your lighting conditions. If you get those two things right, then you're going to be able to do really great things with your footage. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember one of the things that people forget, especially as the you know the night is coming in, or when you move from inside to outside, because you get excited over what you're filming, is making sure that you you do the color the the white balance 
all over again mm -hmm. with each condition. Otherwise, you get something really blue, and you're going, "What happened? What what what's going on here? We're in Avatar all of a sudden, right?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> when you give your colorist a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Um, John, you guys do some really incredible things from what I've heard, uh, with Filmic Pro in handling low light situations, especially with your more recent updates. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. The, um, low light for, I mean, the sensor in the iPhone 12, um, for starts, um, they're now recording 10 bit, which is basically a 25% increase in um, the data they're collecting, which makes a huge amount of difference to the color depth that's being captured and therefore what you can do with the footage. Um, the sensor itself is uh, larger, I believe, um, Elliot, so I'm not sure, um, sure about that, yeah, but it certainly on, performs on better. On the 12 Pro Max only, um, oh, okay. you're getting a much larger sensor size, which helps that's with that low light performance. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the um, the larger sensor lets in more light. The photo sites are larger. It allows a better, basically, better low light performance. Um, there's also been a bunch of software enhancements. I know Apple's kind of constantly working on this to um, to improve the way their cameras uh, kind of perform. So there's some AI processing going on there as well to help kind of clean that up. Um, so yeah, the 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 technology is improving every time, all the time. Um, and we think this is this is the moment where the technology is really kind of catching up and becoming on par with more expensive traditional camera systems, um, which is the really exciting thing about for mobile filmmakers. Yeah, I think one of the benefits for mobile filmmaking is the fact that you carry less when you're out there. And, you know, if you have to carry a light set everywhere you go to start with, that kind of gets in the, in the way. It almost defeats the purpose of mobile filmmaking, right? Exactly. Yeah. It slows you down. You you're, you've kind of lose the benefits of being kind of flexible and um, when you're um, doing those things. And also, I think it really also unlocks the type of projects that we're going to see people making um, for years or um, prior to 2000. If you wanted to shoot a feature film, even a low budget indie feature film, you're talking a quarter million dollars and a grip truck and 30 crew members um, in order to make this picture happen, that can shrink down to a two or three person crew. Um, and your image quality is going to look this is going to look as good as you can get um, with a um, much more expensive and much uh, more heavyweight crew, which means that we're going to see more people being able to back films, different types of stories. Um, it's just it's the beginning of a really exciting period for cinema, I think. Yeah, well, in production, time is money, and just having to stand around and wait for for the lights to cool down before you can even remove the the lights and and put them away so you can go to your next location is time consuming, just all in itself. Even if it's just three lights, right? Yeah, definitely. I I, I worked as a uh, grip um, swing when I first moved to New York City after I finished university, and I worked on um, some film sets there. And yes, uh, ninety percent of it was sitting around waiting for them to call cut, and then all hell breaking loose, and everybody who have to move thirty tons of gear up six flights of stairs for the next setup. Um, I after after that, I decided to go into post production. <laughs> <laughs> And Susie, you had um, Mark and Jed on your show who starred in Blue Moon that was shot in Motueka in New Zealand, where I was living. And they were able to film that. I think they did it in five nights from 11 p.m. till 5 a.m. over five nights when the yeah. gas station was closed. I mean, you, you can't do that with a traditional camera system. 
and they had a feature in under a week. It's pretty amazing what it makes possible for those sort of crews who can't get the big budgets that they need to tell unique, interesting stories. And that's part of, you know, my passion is with the storytelling part. And and that's one of the, the drivers for mobile filmmaking for me is the fact that now you have, if you really want to, if you really want to take the time to learn all these things, you can really tell some really great stories and you have that power. And the thing is that I've worked with independent filmmakers um, for the most part and they'll say, they've said, I'll never, I, I don't ever want to work in a Hollywood setting uh, because uh, for this reason and for that reason. And a lot of the reasons that they usually give is because they don't have the control, you know, of their production like they do in independent filmmaking. And a lot of that has to do sometimes with the budget. So who's financing your film and how much control they have over your film really comes down to you controlling your story, the, the story that you're telling um, and now using Filmic Pro, Film Convert, your whatever smartphone you have will most likely work. And having that control gives the actual filmmaker, who sometimes, a lot of times, it's the same, the screenwriter as well, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's a big huge benefit and I think um you know Steph Harris from from Blue Moon has been really excited about all the stories that he wants to make now because I mean he's a cop you guys (laughs) uh but he's also a really good writer uh it's one of the reasons why uh Jed and Mark got involved with Blue Moon it was you know the dialogue and the character development and everything in the way that was that was created and they wanted to be a part of it. And they're all in on mobile filmmaking now because of that. Uh, Elliot, um, are you making films yourself? I wish I was making more films. The only films I make right now are the uh, the tutorials for the Filmic Pro channel, <laughs> which still takes up a lot of time. It is filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, where, where I put my filmmaking efforts. But I'd like to get back to narrative filmmaking i've made some terrible films over the years and at film school i'm uh yeah you you probably wouldn't want to <laughs> see any of them when it comes to b-grade horror and things like that i i love it oh that's awesome that's pretty awesome uh what about you john yeah i started out um and oh i went to film school um and then i uh, started out in documentaries. So um, I edited, uh, worked for a regional TV station in New Zealand, um, edit putting together little local news stories. Um, and I worked on, uh, when I moved to New York, I worked on a couple of documentaries with a filmmaker named Angelo Giuliano, which um, called Heart of Steel and uh, The Woman Who Wasn't There. Um, which ended up at Tribeca. Um, and so, yeah, my heart has always been in kind of editing in the post-production um, and on the writing side as well. I did a uh, master's in script writing. So I've, I've uh, wrote some written feature film scripts and short films um, my time. So I like both in, I like either end of the um, filmmaking process. The one part I um, don't have any interest in is funnily enough, the shooting. Um, I'll leave that, leave that to the people with the kind of the talent that they, uh, visuals and things like that. As far as I, when I write a scene on paper and I can see it in my head, that's a, as far as I'm concerned, the film's done at that stage. I don't even care if it gets made. 
<laughs> You're funny. Uh, um, Elliot, what brought you to, uh, to the filmic uh, pro world, actually? Well, it was uh, 2011. I think I was in my second year of film school. And the, the buzz on campus was that the film school had managed to purchase one red scarlet camera with um, a set of prime lenses. And there were about 300 uh, students all trying to book out that same camera. So it didn't take long to realize that I'm never going to get to shoot on a red. And all the other cameras are booked out. But I had a, an iPhone 5S. And then I found that app, Filmic Pro, on the App Store while I was there. And I started playing with it. And... I was amazed that I had a 1080p camera with bit rates that were as high as the Canon 7Ds that, you know, everyone else was using at film school. Plus, it didn't take 20 minutes to uh, for every scene change with the red scarlet when I was lucky enough to get it. And it was just uh, a revelation to me that you could get through your film so quickly, move so quickly. And of course, uh, there's the Robert Rodriguez saying, uh, about moving at the speed of thought. That's what filmmakers and creatives generally like to do. And this was the first time in the video sphere, at least, that I was able to move as quickly as I could think of things. So, yeah, it just opened up filmmaking to me, and I just loved how accessible it was, how it wasn't elitist, because nearly everyone I knew at film school, they had a uh, had a phone. So lots of us just started shooting on that because we didn't have any chance of booking out the Red Scarlet um, for at least a year. So that's how I got into mobile filmmaking. And for my graduating uh, thesis and research pr project, I wanted to see if you could make a, a feature film from start to finish only on mobile. So even back then, I had an old iPad, an old iPhone, and I made a feature-length production just using those two devices from scripting, storyboarding, to shooting, and to edit, editing it using iMovie even back then. But it was possible, mm -hmm. and it's only gone from strength to strength since then and continues to uh, rapidly evolve. And every year we get new exciting tools um, on those devices that makes them even more powerful. And that's the exciting thing. I think for the longest time being a low budget or being an independent filmmaker meant compromises. I mean, you, there's, you're always going to be missing out on something. Um, now with the new tools with the, between the iPhone filmic pro and film career and city match, we're removing those compromises on image quality. You can produce professional cinema quality images with these tools that you have and retain all the benefits of being able to work that quickly and flexibly. Um, we think it's just, thrilling and a really exciting time to be a filmmaker and if you have if you've ever wanted to make a film there's literally no better time than right now to do it and that's you know how this benefits people who love to watch films is that there are more stories more films out there to be seen um you know aside from you know youtube videos that that normally are known for you know how-to videos and cats right and things like that but just little things but there are there is more content out there that is a little more not always narrative but it feeds the brain um better than a cheeseburger <laughs> a little more it's more like uh has more nutrients <laughs> than that um 
you know, I don't know if um, uh, now, John, you gave out the prices for this year's um, filmmakers. And one of them was uh, Jennifer Zhang for her feature film, uh, Sharon. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is that she uh, she shot that film during the, the lockdown. She's in L.A. And she shot that by herself. But she also edited that entire feature-length movie. I think it was like an hour and 17 or an hour and 13 um, she, sh- she edited the whole thing on her phone, on the same phone that she, um, used to shoot it. That's incredible. I don't know of anybody else that has done that. So I wanted to, to get your input on that. Well, we're also, um, uh, uh, uh Pro, um, knows as well, but LumaFusion is kind of the equivalent of Filmic Pro for the editing side, side of, um, your productions. The things they're doing on the iPad now, you can edit multi-track video in full native 4K, I think, um, and, um, be able to kind of, um, you can um, complete your entire um, feature film post-process mobile, uh, fully mobile now, which is just astonishing. Um, and we're really, definitely people, people that, keep on asking. And it also when, works on the phone, right? Uh, I, are they iPhone yeah, only? Yeah, it absolutely on? does. Yeah. Oh, right. I've done, I've I wonder if anybody's edited the their their feature film on an actual phone, not not on an iPad. But on, on the actual phone, because I have never run across or come across someone that has done that uh, 100%, like, you know, shooting and editing all on the phone. We said, yeah, we, again, part of the reason why we started um, reaching out well, um, the feature. a couple of years ago was that we saw we, people started yeah. asking us, can you bring out a version of Film Convert for the phone and uh, for the phone or for the iPad? And we were kind of, we said, why would anyone want to do that when you have a perfectly good laptop here? And then we, we started looking more into it. We kind of explored the workflows. We saw the tools in there. And again, it's about the speeds, the availability to, um, and I think editing on um, touch devices is quite a different experience than editing with a mouse and keyboard as well. It feels more kind of intuitive where they're being able to kind of swipe and scroll and pause and zoom in. Those um, gestures um, that um, are, but may kind of yield a different type of editing. I'd be really curious to kind of see that. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. I mean, you know, because if you swipe a little too much here or pinch a little too much there, um, on the smaller screen, like, like it is on a phone, um, you know, when you're dealing with a feature length movie, that's, I, I just, I just had not met anyone that has done that for a feature length film. And so, you know, like, she didn't realize um, we were on on Clubhouse having this conversation, and um, <laughs> we were telling her, "We don't know of anybody else that's done that. You're crazy, Jennifer." <laughs> but she didn't know either. She was just doing it to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. she she meticulously edited that whole thing. Um, that that's just amazing, and. Again, it's one of the things, so when you're talking about democratizing this whole filmmaking thing, not, you know, not everybody has an iPad and a phone. Like for for me, for example, I'd love to have an iPad, you know, but I've got a laptop and I've got a phone. And for me, the the iPad is the the middle child, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, I'd love to have one, but right now I'm setting my priorities to what I have to use most of the time. 
but there are people in who only have a phone and, and that's all they have. And so they've got to work with just a phone. And I'd, you know, I'd really love for them to be able to not have a limitation uh, to, you know, the kinds of movies that they can make on their phone, not just shooting it, but also editing and uh, film convert. Hey, <laughs> you know, why not? Right. That's a, that's the kind of the three pillars that you need. You've got Filmic Pro for your um, shooting and your cinematography. You've got Salumi Fusion or your mobile editing solution and then film convert and cine match for your color grading. And yeah, that's all you need. Um, I think yeah. I can see where Apple is going with its kind of ecosystem of devices that, and again, the, the incredible power and the new uh, M1 silicon chips that they're um, packing in there that eventually the iPad might just be kind of the brains of your device. Um, and you simply, you take that with you, it slips into your bag, or um, if you're out um, shooting, you transfer your footage to your iPad, knock up a quick rough edit. When you get back to your desk or your office, you simply drop it on the desk, it syncs up to your monitor your keyboard or mouse are all kind of there and you're ready to continue finishing on with your edit um it'll be that kind of seamless um you'll you'll have a single device but it'll kind of transform contexts depending on where you are so i think in another three four years that's where things are hitting um and again it's just fantastically exciting to be a filmmaker um, and have these devices at your disposal to work the way you want to yeah i don't have an i don't need to i don't need a notepad anymore nope I don't need, uh, you know, uh, what were those um, in college? Um, the little recorders, you know, the digital recorders. Yeah, that's a don't need yeah, that. little vo- voice for it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. You don't need that. Don't need a, a separate camera. I used to always have to carry my little digital camera around all over the place as well. Don't need that anymore. So th- you start to sort of put away things that you don't need anymore. So we don't need as much furniture in our homes to keep all those things anymore either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we're doing great. And it's uh, most of it thanks to the, the creativity and the ingenuity from uh, not just Apple, but also all the, the manufacturers out there. Because if there was no competition between Apple and Samsung and uh, pixel or whatever, um, they wouldn't have that much of an incentive, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Apple are always first to get to market with new things like ultra-wide lenses or 10-bit video. You'll often find those more interesting things appear on the Android side first, and then 12 months or nine months later at the September event, um, they arrive on the Apple platform. And I always wonder what they would have would they have come this year if Samsung or another company hadn't uh, brought it out? Yeah, um, one of the things um, for my for the film festival back in 2009 when I was conceptualizing the whole thing because it was a competition, you know, and I figured that by creating the competition that you would have um, people um, challenging themselves to see how far they could go so that they could win right and um i had people saying well why don't you just have you know iphones because of ipods and things like that why don't you just do this why don't you include all mobile devices and all these things and i was like you know i just want to stick to the smartphones because for me that's what i saw where the future was was on the phone but i said but the other thing is that I don't want it to have one brand. I want 
all the manufacturers of different phones to realize that this film festival is saying to the filmmakers and challenging them to make movies not for a digital screen, but for the big screen, you know, for the theater, for the cinema, Mm -hmm. because that brings that whole challenge to a different level. And by doing that, I was hoping that they would... um, do kind of like where they are today, where they are, they're working on the lenses and they're working on the, you know, on everything to, to do that, to bring these movies and films to the Hollywood big screen. Right. And that quality. I think Apple definitely sees that. I mean, you've seen their, um, at all of their phone announcements of the past, they're hiring Oscar winners, um, to shoot their videos. They're, they're really playing up the, the, the filmmaking aspect of what you can do with these films. So I think they could, it's kind of a call and response between Apple and the filmmaking uh, community. They'll Apple's putting this functionality into the phones. Now it's up to the artists to go ahead and make something with it and then say to Apple, right, we need this next. We need to kind of you to push your devices even further and give us more. Um, so I think, yeah, that's at, at this point, the ball is in the filmmaker's court to take the iPhone 12 and make an Oscar winning film with it. Yeah, I, I grew up in Spain. Uh, my mom is from Spain, so I grew up in Spain, and, and my father was American, so um, I, I got to hear from both sides, the people in other countries, the dream of making movies, Hollywood movies, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is a real dream that people, uh, Conrad Mess, we were talking about Conrad Mess, his story um, was that he was growing up in Spain uh, watching movies, and he wanted to be a Hollywood director, you know. And like him are so many where we hear in, you know, in, in, the, in, in, in the U.S. and in California, you know, it's, it's, it's in our own backyard. So we don't think of it like that. Um, there, it's still a dream for many people. But for people from other countries uh, back in that day... It was a big dream, and I'm sure, uh, Elliot uh, and John, that you guys come across people that contact you like like they do to me and say, you know, my biggest dream is to make a movie and to be able to, you know, go to L.A., you know, and to be acknowledged as a filmmaker and all those things. That's a big deal, and I think people like Apple and, and you guys – and, and even myself, that's what we're really trying to do is to help people realize the dream who could only dream before. But now we want to help them make that dream real, right? Yeah, there's a um, group of film convert users in Nigeria. Um, and so you probably know um, Nigeria has Nollywood. It's their kind of um, mm-hmm. uh, local um, and they produce an enormous number of films every year for the local market. And it's, it's stories that they kind of never, um, they, I think they're just starting to kind of penetrate the Western kind of market now. But um, it's an incredibly vibrant and um, storytelling and filmmaking community there. And there's a group of their um, users who discovered film convert and they use film convert on all their projects. Um, um, and it's fantastic to see these great kind of um, stories, films you'd never see from a sensibility and just a filmmaking language that they use, which is quite unlike anything else. Um, but again, film convert and cheap digital cameras are enabling them to tell their stories with a real professional level of production quality. Um, they're 
they they stand up to um, just anything you can see on Netflix or um, television, and I'm sure they'll they're kind of going to keep on upskilling um, and um, increasing their production values even more. What about you and Film Convert, Elliot? I mean, Film Convert, Filmic Pro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I I agree because I'm one of those people who had the uh, Hollywood dream. Maybe not so much anymore because I like New Zealand and uh, Tasmania just fine. But Apple have given creators a lot, but then it's been sort of the development community that have had to step in to give filmmakers what they really need. So Filmic Pro was the first to add a few of the foundational elements of a film, look like 24 frames per second, 180 degree shutter speeds. Uh, and then Apple comes in with the 4K and the high bit rates and the 10 bit video, which is fantastic. But when you're shooting on mobile, you, you will know all too well, Susie, that the we still have ma major issues with noise and with digital sharpening. Like you can tell that it's a smartphone because of those two things. They're the last two giveaways. And this is where Film Convert Nitrate, for example, uh, helps eliminate those last two things and deliver a picture where most people would have no idea whether it was shot on an iPhone or on a 16 millimeter camera or an ARRI camera because Film Convert Nitrate gives you 6K film grain scans. So film grain, it hides the noise and it looks filmic. And in that plugins, you can uh, add some softening to the image so you can get rid of that harsh digital sharpening that even iPhones still suffer from, as do uh, many Android devices. So. I really see like uh, Apple and others are catching up. Samsung and Sony especially are offering really compelling tools for creators, but it is third parties like Film Convert that um, take it to the next level and really erase any boundary between film and mobile uh, shooting. Well, you know, you guys, we're, we're just about ready to reach about an hour. Not that we're limited or anything like that, but I'm, trying to think of our listeners and how excited they must be listening to this. Um, it's inspiring. It's inspiring because you see, you see on the horizon with people like you guys working so hard with your companies to help realize the dream for, for the storytellers out there to make the ultimate stories by creating them through film and filmmaking. Um, and deliver that so that people can can be moved by their stories, uh, feel things, emotions, and and get to really step into somebody else's shoes and see the world in in different from different perspectives. I mean, films can change the world; stories can. And um, you know, we were just talking about Apple, and I was thinking back about how they enabled. Um, writers to publish their own books, musicians to publish uh, their own music uh, through iTunes. Um, and they've always been on that level trying to, to realize dreams. And to, for our listeners, if you're listening to this and you're feeling a little bit inspired and motivated, you got that little tickle inside of you that says, you know what? I've got a story that I think I want to make a film with. I mean, you just have to get in touch with your phone <laughs> and 
go to the App Store or wherever you got to go, but go and check out Filmic Pro and Film Convert and make those things happen because now you've got everything comes in threes, right, guys? Yep, that's right. It's the storytelling um, key. Yeah. So you've got you've got the camera, you've got the story, and now you have Film Convert for post production and Filmic Pro for your production to shoot it. Um, and, um, and Luma touch, or, you know, even if you have to get on iMovie, but start making, start creating things because the more that you, I mean, that's how you gain experience. The more you use something, the more you experience that you have, the more you feel like you're becoming an expert. Uh, if you think about those two words, expert and experience go together hand in hand, and now you've got a very sensible way of testing and and uh, pretending if you must right guys yeah that's yep. right and it's like robert rodriguez says everyone's got at least a hundred bad films in them um get those out of the way and smartphone lets you get them out of the way a lot quicker awesome all right now listen one last thing from each one of you i want you to inspire our listeners to get out there and shoot something beyond what I just said. So I'll start with John. John, go for it. I just want to say to every filmmaker out there, if you've had an idea for a story, if, then now is the time. Don't wait. Don't kind of um, sit around worrying about, oh, it might not look great or it won't live up to what I think it is. The tools are available now to achieve those visions that you have in your head. So Get out there and do it and share it with the world because we want to see it. We really want to empower you to tell your story. You're next, Elliot. Thank you. I would just say that there's a real hunger hunger for unique stories and fresh perspectives now. Hollywood, at least for me, isn't as attractive as it once was. We get the same sort of stories there, the same blockbusters, the same Marvel and DC comic book um, films. But with a mobile phone and the tools that are available to you, there's no excuses not to make something because it looks incredible and you can start to experiment with new storytelling forms that have possibly not existed up until now. So it is an incredible time to be a filmmaker and there's no there's no technical limitations or budgetary things getting in your way, stopping you from shooting. So just like Susie said, pick up that phone, Think up a unique story, go and shoot it, see how it turns out, and then make improvements for the next one and keep going until you have incredible films. Did we leave anything out that you can think of? Because I know I didn't ask enough questions. I never can. <laughs> Did we leave anything out from either of you you'd like to point out? Oh, I'm all good. I think we've um, covered a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We've been thorough. I think so. Well, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, listeners... We'll see you uh, on the next podcast. And meanwhile, make sure that you follow uh, Film Convert at Film Convert and also Filmic Pro at Filmic Pro. Um, and follow the links below. Don't forget, we're also sharing the video link so you can learn about the process between these two. Uh, congratulations on your partnership uh, to benefit uh, filmmakers like our listeners. Excellent.